Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. I didn't get a name called the inconveniencer. That's true. Yeah, but I don't do it to my family members. I do it to others. Uh, Eric, Eric, you did it to me more years than than I ever did. Yeah, Eric, it's your fault for hiding them poopies. I was a I was a child. I grew up. You were (laughs) thirty. Anyway, anywho, we ready to get this kicked into high gear? Welcome yes. to Quality Time. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I don't know who you're talking about. Oh, gosh. Who could be joining you need us to put on my, the my, You need to put my music on. Oh, your music. Here we go. That's right. I'm John Amos. <laughs> John Amos from Good Time. That's yes. right. I'm in this movie where you see my naked ass more than any other black man on TV. (laughs) Well, John, you were great in this film. I'm actually Morgan Freeman. I don't know the difference between Morgan Freeman and John Amos. Actually, it's not a thong. It's called a Mick thong. Uh, (laughs) He's a golden ox that caress the balls. We have have Kennedy fried chicken in Baltimore. There we go. Uh, I'm also joined by the very lovely, the very talented, and the person who lit up the auto bar stage last night, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm good, Daddy. Excellente. Now, uh, just to kick it into high gear here, um, what should we start with? You know what? I'm going to save the message for last. So, Ashley, uh, how, what you been up to this weekend? Uh, so, we had the auto bar show together. Which was great. I did throw up in the bathroom there, which is very fun, very cool of me. What the hell? I just, I had too many things at once. The minute I got there, I had a shot, and then I had a bunch of shots after that, and then I stole two of Eric's beers, and then I double-fisted one of his beers and my beers. What are you, you, Amy Winehouse? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one can only (laughs) win. Uh, I, I, you know what I was doing though. I, I sucked down my first two drinks so fast that I switched it up and had a water and a drink every time. So I was downing waters oh, in between. That's so smart so, of you. I wasn't. I was doing green tea shots. <laughs> I did. Hey, I can say I didn't get as drunk because of Ashley. <laughs> every time I'd set a beer down, it would be gone. <laughs> yeah, I. I am a little, I am a little funky with hands. <laughs> just stealing, <laughs> just 
stealing your shit. Um, so they're just like, I don't really have like a lot to talk about. There are two things this week that made me laugh. So I'll jump to the most recent because last night on the way home from the auto bar, I stopped at Sheets, believe it or not, not to shit, uh, but I did have to pee and I needed gas. So I go into the bathroom. Is it, I, this is the first time I've heard a Sheets story where you used it for its proper purposes. I know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> but then at, but then at 4 a.m. I woke up and wrecked the bathroom there at my go. own place because <laughs> I was like, I, oh, my phone's on. I'm sorry. Excuse me, you didn't do your proper shitting of the Sheets. Now Ugh. you can do it in the Sheets. Yeah, I chose poorly, and now my asshole looks like that guy from uh, Last Crusade. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I pee. I'm in the bathroom washing my hands, and this girl comes out of another stall, and she starts washing her hands. And I know Eric's gonna love this. So as I'm washing my hands, she goes, "I um, I just want to tell you, your vest um is so." aggressive and i was like thank you she's like you just always dress like this like what what is this and i was like i cannot recommend that you buy and wear one of these yourself like enough like you need one of these i said i threatened to kill a man tonight and i've never felt more powerful and then she high-fived me with her clean hands and we hugged it out in the sheets bathroom did you have clean hands or were they still have Ashley drippings on them? Yeah. Eric, I think it's hilarious that you think I add soap. (laughs) I just want to know, you said her clean hands, but not your clean hands. Yeah. You think, you think I'm like not turning on the faucet just to make it sound like I'm watching. (laughs) Oh man. So, so there's that, but then there is another bathroom story. Um, so I, I'm really, so far, I am very happy at my new job. I just passed a month there, which is crazy. Um, oh, congratulations. Thank you. So I have, it's a very weird office environment. So I am the youngest person that works there. There are three other women in the office who are 30 years older than me. Okay. And then my boss and his second in command are both 10 years older than me and dudes. Okay. You know, so so like they're closer to my age. They get me a little better. They're more fun, whatever. So I have this one coworker that we'll call Steve, and Steve and I get along so fucking well, and I'm so thankful. And we really treat each other like shit, and it's great. Mm. He calls me the coffee wench because I have no purpose at this job, mm. and he calls me a bitch, which I really love. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, um. I like to fuck with him too. So I've kind of told Eric, Jeremy, that um, there is a bathroom in the office, but it disgustingly connects to our like break room. (laughs) And the rule is like, you don't take number twos in there because that's extra disgusting. Like, don't do it. Right. It's a bit much for the workplace. So, So there is a bathroom in the hallway of this building and every office has a key to this bathroom and and like the deal is you go take a shit in that one okay it's the lock and door key shit it's a privacy thing it's nice it's sealed up good it's big for aroma okay got it yeah so so that is where you go to shit so i'm gonna say it was wednesday i go in there and i tore it up like the type of like peeling paint off the walls the like type of onion tears when you're cutting up you know what i mean like it's it's a bad poo right, right, it's a yeah. nasty poo 
and I spray afterwards, but I'm like, it's still, this is a bad shit. <laughs> like, this could kill somebody. So I take the shit, and then I go back to my desk, and then I, I notice Steve getting antsy, which always tells me he's got to go take a shit. Oh, and I'm like, oh, yeah. he, he's been hanging around the office bathroom, because I think he's thinking about just taking one in there. I'm like, no, fuck you. So I make it so he can't use the office bathroom. And he has to take the key and use the bathroom I just used. Yes. And then I told so everybody in the office. So you, wait a minute. Gross. You've left a stink bomb in there. You've left a level grade A just fucking Taco Bell sheets <laughs> mixture just strewn about. Did you uh, no flush? Um, um, Eric, imagine coffee and salmon. <laughs> it sounds like Chris Restivo's album. Um, it's um, God. So, so, so then I tell everybody in the office that he's a disgusting piece of shit and how gross it is that he shits in bathrooms and doesn't spray and how bad it smelled and that it must have been him. You fucking st- you stink framed him. <laughs> I did. And it was the funniest thing and everyone was giving him shit all week for it and then Friday him and I were left alone together and I brought him paperwork and I go hey I gotta tell you something I did something really fucked up to you <laughs> and I told him, I told him it, was, it was me and we are laugh crying oh. and he's like oh my god he's like I walked in there and I was like <laughs> he's like I walked in there on Wednesday I was like who oh god <laughs> fucking died in this bathroom <laughs> and, then you're, and you're over there talking to shannon in hr like he's taking the nastiest shits in there have you walked past it he's, he's peeling so the paint mean. off of my insides he's so mean as i was walking away he's like i think i know why you're single you're fucking gross <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I'm glad you have a good work rapport now. Uh, this. this is this is good though. So Steve is he's part of the family now. Uh, uh, he's one step away from uh, being on the Quality Time podcast right now. He's one step away. He's just the complete opposite of me. He's quiet. He's nerdy, intelligent. I'm a sewer rat. You know, it's a very, it's a very fun dynamic. I'm very, I'm just very thankful that I at least have someone in the office that I can, um, you know, dick around with. It's a very lonely existence yeah. being the receptionist at a small office. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this on quality time, but I guess I could say it. We talked a little bit about on Laugh Finder, I guess. Um, but I had a, uh, a show on Tuesday. Uh, it was the warm up bussy yes. show. Um, yes. This was at the State Fair, which I have been to the State Fair. This will be my third or fourth time performing there. I've been with you once before there, right? And like a year ago? Yeah. The last time it was outside it was a in a either. tent. Um, this time <laughs> was outside in a tent again. It was equally as bad both times. Definitely wasn't good. Um, I will say I did enjoy the hell out of the guy who went up early uh there was this uh there's an african-american gentleman who never done comedy comes up okay. he goes hey can I, can I be on the show and he was <laughs> how do you how do you sign up for the show he's like you want time's like you want to do five minutes we need actually somebody to do time that's fine and he was just like oh okay it's not for me it's my uncle though so he's he's asking for his uncle to go up and uh what? so this this guy <laughs> named uh named tony 
Uh, he's a 65-year-old black man. Looks like Master Roshi from uh, Dragon Ball Z, but black. He's <laughs> got a little gut on him, but a nice little beard. It's gray. So he goes, okay, yeah. Tommy goes, I'm going to go up and do some time, and then uh, I'm going to bring you up. And he goes, wait a minute. Is there nobody going before me? Oh, it was like, what, what? Do you need a... You, He's like, no, nobody's going before you. You're the five minute act that we put up first. You don't. What you want an opener on your first fucking show, pal? Like, so this guy's requesting. <laughs> I need. I need an opener, and it's got to be better than Tommy Simbazo. I can't. I can't have him. <laughs> I can't have him open for me. <laughs> so who do you think you are, Tony Woods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, so he's. He's put it like this. He's yeah. He's acting like Tony Woods, and he's more like Tony the Tiger, uh, who is a guy I actually follow on Instagram, which I suggest all of our listeners follow. I yes. I will say this. I send Ashley. Do I send you every one of his new videos that comes out? And you are every like, single one. If there was ever a doubt in my mind that Eric could also have autism, <laughs> like, I want. I'm so close that I might pull up some. I want can. I, Hold this thought. I'm going to pull up some Tony the Tiger after this story. Because sure. just so I can okay. play the world's greatest. Because I want our listeners to enjoy Tony the Tiger. Is, is he black? Oh, yeah, he is. He always starts <laughs> most of his videos as, hey, this is world famous comedian Tony the Tiger. And he has like seven Instagram followers. It's very, very funny. Anyway, um, he's basically the black Tom Myers is the best way to describe All right. it. So he's so goddamn good. Fire. Um, so this guy gets up there and he is making zero sense up there. He's like, hey, you, you know what I'm saying? You ever go to the bathroom and then somebody's like, and you look over and there's somebody pissing next to you? I'm like, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? With nah, man, you can't be pissing in me. Then I look behind me, there's somebody else behind me waiting to go piss. I was just like, I mean, I was like, you mean you just went to a public bathroom? And they so was like, okay, all right. Yeah, he's like, I don't believe really in that. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> So he finds, he uh he gets to this one part in the story, Jeremy. Though, <laughs> shout out to Tony Tony T. Fucking crushing it. He goes. He was just like, I wear these glasses all the time. People think I'm blind. I fuck a blind person though. <laughs> and he goes. And then his big punchline that actually did make me laugh. He was like, Yeah, I fuck blind year olds. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I don't know know where blind year olds got me, but that one that one hit good. And then Brian Preston came up and was the next comedian after him, and he goes, he was just like, "Uh, "Dare I say, prison has changed you, Mister Cosby." Um, Just just very good. Um, And then I went up to go do twenty minutes of painful time as it started raining. It wasn't like it was just bad. Like I felt like I was getting him over, and then it started to pour rain. So all you could hear was the sound, the cacophony of raindrops on this like tent that we're out in. Um, So not a great show. Sound problems galore. Uh, Really ate a dick. But I feel like I needed it because it made Saturday's show at the Auto Bar go so much better because everything had gone wrong up until that point. And sometimes I I played sports my uh, my life, and 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 this sometimes when you have a real shitty practice week, I know this doesn't make sense where you just can't seem to get everything. Something just fucking clicks, and you're like, you know what? I got all the fucking bad stuff out of me, and I'm going to perform that day. And we did. And last night, I thought, went pretty good. I mm-hmm. fucked up moderately. Moderately fucked up. I didn't up. even notice. And then, uh, it, but overall, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, what's what's new in the world of Jasma? Um, I know we have a new piece of audio, but would, do you have anything else you'd like to share? 
Uh, I want to take my time uh, to say that you did a good job Friday, and uh, I want to give you props for uh, having a really shitty morning, and it didn't even matter. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Because um, you're a professional. I'm a professional. I put on my big boy pants and my big boy skirt, and then I uh, uh, I just I pretend that the world isn't burning. Um, uh, yeah, so... I, uh, yeah, I was on IDA Rock and, uh, I got some very unfortunate news that morning, uh, that a dear friend of mine had, uh, uh, mother had passed and, uh, I had just seen them, uh, maybe like six hours before. <laughs> so, uh, not easy to deal with, uh, but it was very fun to be, uh, in studio with Justin and completely bone tired. And, uh, it was, you know, it was good times, man. It's good times. I will say this about Jeremy. I go to the radio station every once in a while I fill in, right? And Jeremy, I think sometimes I'm just not looking at my I, I phone. Te- I text you every five minutes. No, but it's not just it's not that you just text me every five minutes because there's a delay. So he thinks he's doing a live stream text of like, but it's something we talked about five minutes ago. I'm like, I'm not really sure what he's talking about. But I think he also thinks that maybe, oh, maybe he's not getting text messages. Maybe I'll try inboxing him in his facebook also i'll <laughs> inbox him in his instagram and so i have every me- i have like seven messages and sometimes to follow a full conversation i have to jump between each one like i sent you this thing from facebook marketplace but i'm talking to you on this on text <laughs> and also i sent something out and you gotta you really gotta keep up real time with jeremy it's it's wild Oh, well, Eric, you did do a great job on Friday. I got to listen uh, for for a bit during the day. You did an awesome job. Uh, I am my, sorry, though. My 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 uh, two cents was bef- was trying to uh, uh, instigate the fact that um, Josh is Jewish and his best friend was Jewish. His mother's what? was Jewish. So, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said, "Hey, did you uh, did you ask jo- tell Josh about your dead friend's mom because he's Jewish?" I was like, "Yeah, that's the first thing I bring up because the, you know because they're both Jewish. Do they know each other?" <laughs> Wait, well, lady but here's <laughs> here's, the, here's why. But here's why you do it is you go, "Hey, like my friend's mom was Jewish. You're Jewish." Um. I bring it up because there's a chance they're going to end up in the same heaven, so they yeah. might see each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, what's Jewish purgatory like? Um, <laughs> um, it's asking a manager to go check the price and he never comes back. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, very sad times, but I will say, uh, Jeremy, um, you, you my, my sister had a baby and we had a giant group text message thread, okay? Now, on this group text message thread, this is just a random thread my mom threw together. There's no thought into it. It's just, these are the people that need to know. There's probably six numbers I don't know, so they're not even family members. They're probably just her friends, also family, and me and Jeremy are two of them. Um, not my wife, who was not happy that she's not part of the text thread, right? So she, she, she's putting very little thought into this, Okay. Now, my mom also throws our favorite family member character on the show, Uncle Jeffrey, on there. So now Uncle Jeffrey is in the text thread, has entered the chat room, and he has no idea how group text works. He doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know the other numbers. He, he is 65 years old and who should not operate a telephone. And, 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 and so... 
So Jeremy calls Ziggy. He's already <laughs> special needs. <laughs> who who has been in a mental institution for half of his freaking life. So so I'm. Jeremy's obviously upset. He he apparently yelled at mom. So mom starts a new text thread. All, by the way, doesn't remove anybody, just Jeffrey. So now it goes from 12 to 11. So it's still a ridiculous text thread. But now Jeffrey's not on it. And then Jeremy starts screen capping and sending me Jeffrey's messages to Jeremy. <laughs> and Jeremy's mad because he's not making any sense about how it works. But also, I'm reading Jeremy's text messages. They also make no sense. So it's just like two completely incapable people talking to each other. I've never, honestly, it's like it was a literal who's on first back and forth. Like, what do you mean who's on first? Exactly. Uh, it's it's the blind leading the blind year old. Yes, it was a beautiful thing, um, with, which I loved. But Jeremy, like, I can hear him right now. He's stewing about Jeffrey right now. He's like, I'm going to go back. I'm going to read the text messages fuck okay here's the first message congratulate rachel and tom for me first message is who is this who is this sending text to my phone this is jeremy so you sent this to my phone okay jer sorry about this that is a new number that for you because uh uh it's not what I have in my contest. Can you drive yet? He didn't ask the fucking question. Who the fuck are you? My question is, no. Yes. Is this mom? I don't know who this is. He didn't say who it was. The first question is, then finally question. Uncle Jeff. Okay. You can you can hear if I could say it on in text. Okay. Thank you for answering the fucking question. Okay, I'll put you in my contest and you put mine in yours. Already done. So he just says he's already saved. You. Okay, take care. Love Jeff. Okay, Jeff. Did you now have Here's you- the next message. Who is this from? <laughs> Oh, so- Next question from me. No idea. End of thread. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, so obviously, Uncle Jeff wanted to make amends. So we do have a message from Uncle Jeff today to see Jeremy. I mean, listen, he's our family member. Maybe I can have a stroke during this 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 <laughs> fucking show. I can I, have one. I do Don't feel have like. I do feel like Jeremy could very much be an Alex Jones impersonator. Oh my gosh. Um, when he's yelling at this. Okay, time. well, here, here's a special voicemail that Uncle Jeffrey left for us. Here we go. Hey, hey, Je- <coughs> hey Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's your Uncle Jeffrey. Uh, hey, hey, listen, I got this new phone, and uh, and somebody keeps texting me. I don't, you know, I don't know who they are. Um, you know, I don't know how to check and see uh, who the person is. It, I think they keep telling me it's you, but, uh, you know, I was wondering how, you, you think it might be the devil playing a trick on me? And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, hey, 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 Jer, hey, hey, you know how I could text him back with a rotary phone? Anyway, this is your Uncle Jeffrey. <laughs> is he asking how Star 69 works? With a, with a, with a rotary phone. With a rotary phone. So, yeah. hey, hey, Jer. Oh, hey, hey, Jer, can you text me on the rotary phone? I can still know Morse code. And uh, it's actually a, 
I communicate better like that whenever they get. Or, hey, Jer, if you could just only communicate to me in bird sounds. Um, that would be really good. Um, I will say that uh, the best way to communicate is with the... Um, the click of a shotgun. <laughs> the racking it, of a shell. It, it is the... Um, the something emitter transmitter the black emitter transmitter so yes i'm just very proud of you for not saying a different word yes it sounded like we were towing it and i'm so proud black, of black entertainment television there you so. go <laughs> well, but by the way though your new nephew boys he's so oh, beautiful you. i got I, I i went over to their house yesterday i i think i didn't tracy hasn't seen him i don't think jeremy's seen him yet i went and by myself and went to go see the baby yesterday it's it was so very beautiful. adorable um and i tried to i tried to pinch him and everything and wake him up i was like get up you piece of shit Welcome to the life of of hell every day. Um, if I only be happy, if I didn't have children, that baby has no chin at all either. It's very cute. It has perfect. it has a butt chin and also no chin. Um, He's it's got these uh, big cheeks, uh, and mm. he did nothing but sleep the whole time I was there. And I, he was like, he needs to eat again. I was like, here, I'll wake him up. And I was like, I shook him real good, and he didn't wake up. <laughs> He's still asleep. Uh, I don't know. Aww, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he's adorable. I'm very happy for my new nephew, uh, Jeremy and I's new nephew, Bishop. He's he's adorable. Um, but are we ready to get into today's film? Which is, this is a first for quality time. I went and got a 27-inch TV VCR, and this is by far the shittiest audio it I've ever It is I, his chronicle. Who can tell me of his saga, <laughs> the Beastmaster? <laughs> so yeah, we're back again to do uh, 1982's The Beastmaster, uh, directed and written by Don Corselli, uh, most famously known for the Phantasm film franchise, uh, and this fucking dog shit movie we're about to go over today. Uh, Jeremy, why The Beastmaster this week? I wouldn't say it's the shittiest version of Conan, because actually Conan the Destroyer was pretty shitty too. But I think Conan uh, the the Barbarian is uh, probably the the Stanley Kubrick Coppola uh, film of all sci-fi somethings. I will say, coming into this movie... I'd never watched Beastmaster, but I had, it had always been a joke in our family um, about the Beastmaster, and I always heard, heard jokes about the Beastmaster. Not as bad as I thought it was going to be, truly. Oh, it's definitely uh, bad. Oh, it's not great, but it's... I mean, I was expecting it to be much worse than it actually is. I mean, it's not like movies with uh, with three-sided swords that shoot at other, <laughs> other guys. I will say... <laughs> Here's what Beastmaster does. Beastmaster asks the question, can a third of the movie just be bird noises? And it delivers Ah! on that very strong. Ashley, your initial thoughts before we dive into the meat and potatoes of a Beastmaster. Um, Well, (laughs) boys, I am a Beastmaster. Have you seen who I've dated? (laughs) Disgusting. Um, So... (laughs) (laughs) 
I guess that's true. This is Jeremy's pick. So, Jeremy, it's incredibly homoerotic. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, okay. it does have. It does remind me isn't of. It, like isn't a, this part of um, February month of films itself? No. I, oh, no, this is June. June this is June. June so. You know what it does remind me of is. Uh, uh, what's it called? Do you know. You've ever seen Naked Gun 33 and a third, where they're doing the fake award ceremony for like the Lifetime kind of. Achievement Award of somebody? And they were like, and oily guys with spears. They're showing his <laughs> filmography. It's just this guy who's in movies with his shirt off. Yeah. Um, it is. Does. It made me think of that for some. Yeah, reason. it's it's definitely boner inducing for all genders. Um, no, it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's old. I will say there's one thing about me that's it's always hard to, um, not be overly biased. Is I can't deny the fact that I am the age that I am, growing up in the '90s, and then trying to watch films from anything pre '80s and not be like, yeah, this looks like shit. Like, <laughs> would it be the would it be the top 10 pedophile films? Well, there is a boy child that rolls around in it. We'll get to him soon enough. Uh has a uh, has a cast that's uh whose lead is Mark Singer who plays Dar in the film. Um Jeremy, what's your favorite Mark Singer movie? <laughs> Other than he actually he was actually better on V because he was like the the bad guy um, who killed the 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 snake people. Yeah, he was reptilians. Kinda, he was kind of cool in V. Otherwise known mm-hmm. as um, you know the who exposes the Illuminati in life. So. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's from yeah. the show V. That's probably he's also in Beastmaster Two, which I haven't seen, but I've only <laughs> seen the cover of it, and it's the Beastmaster crew. But there's also a Corvette in it, and I don't understand why or what it is, but I'm intrigued. Uh, you also have Tanya Roberts from uh, uh, Charlie's Angel fame. Uh, she's probably the least she known. She'll always the- be always be Sheena of the. She had her own movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, she's like a she's like a superhero, like Wonder Woman. Uh, Rip Torn, who absolutely uh, it makes every line he does. He's overacting in this movie. Uh, we have to burn a child. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know his voice in like. Every single movie, you know it's him. Yeah. I was just waiting for him to be like, if you can dodge a baby, you can do- yeah. dodge a rat. I will die. I will kill you, Energizer Bunny. I, I, why, why do I burn babies? Because I like the taste of my own piss. <laughs> um, I, like, I like that even when he's, he's young, he's old as fuck. He's just never, he's never looked young. Yeah, he's like, Will, he's got Wilford Brimley disease. He's never been yes. young ever. Uh, he's yes. always looked like an old man. Uh, <laughs> you also have the great John Amos from Good Times and uh, Coming to America, who uh, basically, they were like, John, we're going to need you to dress like a guy, for, like a backup singer for the band Manowar in this movie. Oh, I yeah. hope that's okay. Um, uh, I, when I saw him, John Amos, probably five, six years ago he has aged so well that at the same uh, show you could see uh i'm gonna say crispin glover oh my gosh oh, God. Go- 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 Corey glover who's no that's not Corey glover from living <laughs> color the guy from from a uh, lethal weapon uh the the donald the driver donald driver yeah don, don- danny glover <laughs> danny <go>. glover <laughs> who looked like he was 90 but John Amos, bright-eyed, looking like he could still pass for sixty, and he was he, he was looking great. 
It, it, he's got to be 70. He's got to be at least 75. You know, one thing that I think we missed out in this whole world, John Amos, great comedic actor, straight man. We we don't have him with us anymore, but John Candy. Uh, I think we've, if we had paired them up together to be uh, Amos and Candy, it would have been just fucking an amazing... <laughs> Amos and Candy, Jeremy. Did you like that pun? Oh, I got gosh. it for you, brother. Uh, I'm John Amos, and I'm John Candy. And now some more funny <laughs> scenes from the the comedy in 1930 that everybody <laughs> lifted up, and they were in, <laughs> in makeup on the radio. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Beastmaster uh, does. Uh, I do. I do enjoy the movie overall. Um, so let's just hop right into it. How it starts off we get to meet the evil mayax and his sexy body witches who are just chicks with big tits that have like old people makeup like they look like they're about to invite you to six flags in the 90s and they tell him that he'll die uh mayax will die at the hands of king zed's son and uh, king zed I, i'm pretty him, sure all of them uh, come out of a a, a a bathtub in the shining Yes, they all look horrible. But listen, they if there's one thing Don Caroselli doesn't skip on, it's rocking tits. And he was like, even if you're a fucking dog shit, you're going to have a fucking great wreck. And they do mm. look like Barbies that you melted the faces off of. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. They all look like they look like how like this is what I imagined porn in the uh, Twilight Zone episode. Eye of the Beholder. Can I, to be. can I, can I talk like, about these? Can I talk about these women's bodies? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh here we hear what the witches uh have to say you are banished for life oh uh, no sorry this is king zed after he says uh because he mayax wants to kill all the firstborn children and here even though it's really the king's kid that's gonna be the problem you are banished for life in arak no one will remember your name Practice your heathen religion in the outlands with the barbarian Johns. The unborn child is yours. Dead fast. It must be cut from his mother. Branded with a sign of R. And sacrificed. And listen. I just think it's a woman's way to choose. That's all. Um, so, <laughs> if, it, if it's if it's if, it, if it's changed into a cow's belly, um, if it, yeah, we're about to get there real quick. So, uh, the butterface witch goes and steals the baby from the queen's stomach. Somehow, puts it inside of a cow in some weird ritual that involves blue glow sticks on the chest. Like, she fucking nuts a bunch of predator blood onto uh, both of their chests, and they can't move. They're like, oh, no, I just have to watch as this witch cuckolds my can, wife. And can, then... Can, can, um, I, can I mention my favorite uh, ZZ Top song? What's that? It's a it's a popular ZZ Top song. It's called... Okay. Um, she wants a a blue necklace. She wants. She a wants blue a blue necklace. It it does look <laughs> it does look like whenever you use black light and you're like, huh, someone's come all over my wife's neck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What do, what do the blue spots mean? 
What do the blue splotches mean? <laughs> um, so Butterface uh, uh, goes to steal this baby. Uh, it does a bizarre ritual, which is stopped by young Dar's uh, stepfather, uh, or soon to be. Uh, he's able to kill the witch using his cool uh, crawl-like weapon, uh, Crawl the Conqueror. I don't know what that weapon's called, where it's like a little boomerang that you can throw that can cut things in half. Jeremy, do you know, I know there's a name for this. Uh, I think it's crawl. It's a crawl. Anyway, it's a fucking <laughs> cool blade. And he also, I, I, I'm trying to remember what I thought this guy looked like yesterday. It'll come to me. Anyway, he finds this baby and brings him home and everybody's just like, fuck yeah, you just found a baby tight. Everybody's excited that he just found a baby, um, which is cool. Sorry, boy. I also apologize. I've been slightly distracted. A bunch of my my stuff is getting canceled again, so I'm just dealing with that. Um, what? I I'm getting my shows canceled, oh. so I'm, yeah, I'm tired. Um, uh, sorry. I want to back up for a second. Um, I just want to know, and I apologize if we already touched on this. Why was it easier to transfer the baby into the cow instead of just? I'm glad you asked. I actually looked at this. She's actually uh, her like they have black magic, white magic, and then there's like other mage things. Um, She's actually what we call a Arby's wizard. So she has to convert everything into the meats before they can any sacrifices can happen. That's that's very funny, Eric, because that is not where I thought you were going when you said there's black magic and white magic. And then I thought you were going to be like, and then there's mixed race magic <laughs> it's called it's called magic of the mulatto wow. so you know, uh, jeremy too much <laughs> so uh they uh they find this baby they start raising him uh they have fun learning how to use weapons of death but all of a sudden the giant fucking bear shows up and as this bear mauls this random guy to death, uh, he tells father to run. Uh, you see the young beastmaster Dar go on up to the on up to the bear and be able to psychically link with him. And the bear just kind of like, "All right, I'm gonna walk off and uh, see you see you later." Um, so, <laughs> did anybody read the the trivia? I did, and I would. Would you like to share what happened at the the bear shoot day? You, you speak better than I do. Okay, so. Um, Apparently, at this day of shooting, where they have young Dar there, um, uh, Mark Singer, who's playing the adult version of Dar, this was his first day on set, and they're not shooting with him, right? So he's just there on set. Mm. The minute he shows up, this bear goes fucking ape shit. Apparently, it was the only working bear in Hollywood at the time. Something went nuts. It attacked the trainer. Everybody had to run for their lives into like their respective cars. They wouldn't shoot with the kid anymore today. He's like, yeah, because the bear almost fucking mauled me. I don't want to go back out there with it. And they were like, okay. And so they looked to to Mark Singer, who just showed up. He's like okay, we're ready to shoot your stuff now. And I were like, oh, cool, yeah, we got this tiger that we've abused and painted completely black. Hope that's cool. He'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, the first day, a bear went apeshit and almost mauled the traitor to death. Couldn't, um, couldn't they have had, uh, couldn't they have uh, Kenny Rogers as the bear wrangler because he was like Grizzly Adams? Hey, what's going on? I miss me. Hey, you got sometimes... Did you tell the bear sometimes you got to know when to hold him and sometimes you got to know when to fold him? Maybe maybe <laughs> if Clint Howard would have helped uh, wrangle the bear. Yes. 
the the only time I've ever seen a bear go crazy and destroy its trainer was after a night at Pride and he did a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine bear. Ooh, cocaine bear. <laughs> By the way, I've heard that there's a new movie called uh, um, co- Raccoon Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Raccoon. This is a new new, new movie. Yeah. Okay, it's called Baltimore. I think okay. I think I think her her, her scene was with uh, Wisteria. She's one of my friends. I'm actually in a new movie called Meth Manatee. <laughs> <laughs> Manatees are amazing. <laughs> they call me the sea cow of comedy. <laughs> Oh, the original mermaids. So, um, I don't mean you. So, uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So, his father does notice his uh, his prowess and his special powers, and says this. Okay, he says, you have powers like no other. You're not like anybody in the village. The audio was real <laughs> shitty. I stopped trying to record it into the board after this point, and I think I started recording it with a microphone through the speakers. Anyway, uh, that one is particularly bad. Uh, he also said, with great power comes great responsibility. And <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> I, wait a minute, that's Spider-Man. Um, well, can, can, I, can I point out, though... I lost, personally, I lost my shit when he's, like, talking about, you've been given these great powers. I'm like, what powers? <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. The power to what? look directly into a bear's eyes and it not maul you. <laughs> okay, so you're Native American. Got it. Like, <laughs> don't you don't you have the power of the, the other that you can see through crows as, as they fly around and shit? Oh, oh no, he's for not you, Chris. Dart. He's not Chris Lawrence. Relax. Can't just see through a crow's eyes. Um, oh my god, you can't be gay all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next thing we know, he's all grown up and he's the best goddamn dog trainer in the village. Um, <laughs> but one day when he's out harvesting the desert, because I think it's very funny, he's out just cutting down weeds in the desert. And you're like, yep, another hard day of work. This grass somehow grows every day. And uh, all of a sudden, the goddamn bad guys roll up. And they look nothing like out of the movie Mad Max. I'll tell you that right now. There is no references at all. Uh, this guy looks nothing like he's trying to take down a, a tanker of gas. Um, but uh, uh, they roll into town and immediately wreak havoc, killing people left and right. Uh, the main bad guy has big fucking angel wings, that devil wings that come out of like his cool hockey mask because it's totally different. And um, uh, they end up actually shooting his dog with an arrow, but even the arrow shot through Dar, Dar's dog, the dog still drags him to safety because he uses his mind powers. So the, it's not that the dog really loved him at all. He just used his powers to control animals to save his own ass. To be clear, it's not that this animal liked him, okay? It's just that he has the ability to talk to animals, to be clear. Um, 
But yeah, it kill they kill his father, they destroy his village, and uh, Dar still makes it out barely alive. When we hear Dar's father say this as he brings the dead dog over to his father uh, to say his final goodbyes. Dar, the gods have put their mark on you, and someday you will find out why. I Until wish I could then, read. This mark will be your guide. My sword and my caper will be your trusted companions. Protect Emor, your home. And if anything should happen to me, look for our enemies, the Jones, and you may search for your destiny in the Valley of Arok. Also, I hope you meet a girl with rocking tits who looks like she was in Charlie's Angels. Um, <laughs> hopefully you'll be able to find a woman looking so hideous as you do now as this chiseled blonde freak in this absolute hellscape. I will say, I will say the acting isn't great. His face is like, Meh. but that body is kicking he's giving me that gush bush you know what i mean yeah i mean he's a good looking fella he and the thing is he's a lean fit too he looks like mm-hmm. a crossfit guy now not too bulky guy who really like watches his calorie intake and see the stridations there also um, yeah, when you- can't come without a fucking viagra in him but you know either way great fella great fella also when you leave uh, your village you must be oiled up yes to find a mate also find my, find my baby oil underneath your mother's urn of ashes um also i you're not really my kid i found you in the desert um and uh i you know i gotta say there's a lot of movies of middle-aged older men finding random babies yeah, <laughs> yeah in yeah. every movie so also, don't tell anybody I fucked you for those first couple of years. Um, Eric. <laughs> he, I like, so immediately after he gets his dad's caper, which is that little flying thing that he can throw, and his cool sword, uh, he just goes on a mountain and does crossfit um he just starts swinging like he's just like well back to my workouts where i do turkish swings with this giant log (laughs) to keep my fitness up i usually climb to the top of a mountain to do this as is my tradition and then he sees a goddamn falcon in the air and we get to hear this as he talks to the bird which by the way i did pull audio of multiple but a third of this movie is just this So it's just him squeaking at a bird. There's no subtitles. You're just supposed to know that that he could talk to talk to birds at the drop of a hat. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Dar is real big uh, fan of um, Pink Floyd. (laughs) Yes. So. he he then meets his next animal companions, which are a pair of ferrets uh, named. Uh, well, well, we'll get their names soon enough. But they steal his little pouch and they uh, uh, accidentally run him into some quicksand. And uh, as he's sinking in the quicksand, he he tries to level with them. Well, how about a little help? Come on, you two got me into this. Now get me out. Thanks. 
as he uses his mental powers. They start chewing through the brand. I'm going to name you Kodo. You get a name too, Podo. Kodo and Podo. Did we mention his dog's name? What was his dog's name? Kodo. His dog's name was Kodo as well? I'm pretty sure. Kodo, Podo, and Toto. No, his dog's name was Toto, I thought. <laughs> I thought it was Kodo. I think it was Toto, like, because uh, I immediately went, oh, the Wizard of Oz, really fucking clever of you. Oh, no, I thought his name was Toto because he blesses the rains down in Africa. Yeah, I, oh. I, I thought because he didn't want to name him uh, Rosanna. Um. <laughs> I also I also think uh, dog shit in Star Wars was Poodoo. Poodoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... I have two ferrets that I love very, very much, and they did a great job at the auto bar last night. <laughs> Look, it's my ferrets! Come on! You gay um, little... <laughs> we're, gay, we're gay ferrets, come on! And I'm gonna need you little, little Debo and Bobo. Bobo and little Debo, come on! Look at my hot tits! Come on, No, Stop Julia. playing with your... Stop it! Play with my nipple. No, no stop! Oh, I have so much on the titty sweat. So, uh... Uh, a new power is revealed to him that he can see through the eyes of animals as uh, the evil Juns capture a uh, a black tiger. Uh, who uh, this tiger uh, is actually a regular tiger that they spray painted black every single day. And the only reason you can tell it's a fucking tiger is because it had to drink water out in the desert and it would wash yeah. off its washable paint off of its face. That's the only way you could tell that. They were like, and uh, you know there was a director who's like. Can we just, is it okay if we not feed him water for a little bit? And they were like, no, yeah. we got to give him fucking water, you piece of this, shit. Like, this <laughs> is so sad. <laughs> so they painted this black, they painted this tiger black every single day. And the uh, same thing happens to Eric. <laughs> yes, I paint my face like this every night. You can't tell I'm white until I drink. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, it's how. <laughs> You gotta do what you gotta do to get the bookings here. You don't just get booked at the Coon Club by being a whitey. Um, you wouldn't believe what Eric had to do to get booked this month. <laughs> I've just been I've just been soul banning my bookings this whole time. <laughs> Ooh, you can we'll make a movie called White Thicks. And it's you, you and Tommy pretend, pretending to be chicks to get bookings. So, uh. The evil Juns can't capture this tiger. Uh, he gets the ferrets to steal the arrows from the archers and then calls his bird in. <laughs> and, um, the, the bird comes in, tries to rip off the one guy's mask, which is apparently their biggest weakness is just exposing their face to uh, sunlight or anything. Um, <laughs> and then he's able to free the black tiger who mauls the last guy to death. And I don't know why I find this so funny. As it's like mauling this guy to death, he's just like, he has this really good smile like, that's a really good job. I'm really like he has this big like ear to ear grin. And it was like that guy's getting fucking horribly mauled, and I couldn't be happier right now. Uh, like I I don't know why it made me laugh. It's just like a genuine happy smile, not like oh, not like a you got what you deserve. Like I'm actually like this is joy to me. It's joy to see you get mauled. Um, I get that face when I see a guy get like hit by his kid in the crotch on TikTok. <laughs> So, um, next we get to meet Kiri, uh, who Dar basically sets up this situation where he's like, Hey, 
And by the way, this is a PG movie where we get to see titties. I need to be clear about that. I was kind of blown away. Now, if you're, if you're familiar with this, PG-13 didn't get invented until after Poltergeist 1. Poltergeist mm-hmm. was 1 was like, this is a movie that should be PG-13. It's too scary, but it's not quite an R. Yeah. So they, they, there was no middle setting. But even now, you could I didn't know you could just see tits in PG I, movies. Wild, I, Jeremy. I, had, Jeremy, had, what other PG movies are out there that you could see tits in? Uh, I was very shocked the first time I saw Airplane in 1980 for two seconds. <laughs> They're full, full tits right in the camera. <laughs> Went across the screen. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like nine or eight years old. Are you kidding me? They got away with that? I don't even remember movie? that. Yeah, do I? I don't remember tits in airplane. Yeah, an airplane is literally two se- two second shot okay. as it literally walks right into the camera and walks right out. So. I love titties. So, <laughs> so we get to see her tits, and he sets up a thing where he he's like, "I'm going to rescue you from the black tiger, and I'll talk him down." Um, you know, and then and, and she'll be in debt to me. Um, and then so, so here's which this, is why any man does anything. <laughs> here's a sexual assault of Kiri here. Um, you've just got to show them who's in command. You owe me your life, but I'll accept this as payment. Mm. And he just grabs her and starts kissing her immediately. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> so upsetting. Who are you? I'm Dar. I'm no threat to you. Who sent you? Wait a minute. I'm Dar. I'm no threat for you. Hey, I know I just tried to sexually assault you just one second ago, but I'm no threat at all. Wait, is his name Dar or Ty? Ty Dar. Um, Ty Lar. I am Dar. (laughs) I am Dar from the god R. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he talks a little bit more to the very lovely uh, Kiri, played by Tanya Roberts, Tom Mm. Billy. I wasn't sent. My village, Emer was destroyed by the Jun Horde. I've sworn revenge. And I'm following. You? Alone? (laughs) (laughs) Now, who are you? I am Kiri. Slave to the priest of the Temple of Ar. Just the audio on this. (laughs) They would be like... Now, who are you? I am Kiri. <laughs> I am Kiri. Slave to the priest of the Temple of It's It's porn level. Yeah, it is you... porn level. Act. I've seen better yeah. porn acting. Like, I don't even believe she would be a stepsister at this point. Right no, now. you. yeah, you say it with your tits. We're yeah, just yeah. like... <laughs> I'm Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Acting. I'm Ashley. I'm the host of this comedy show. (laughs) (laughs) This is the level of Jennifer Tilly. Oh, God. I mean, I'm ready for just uh, for Don Carsetti to just say, all right, whip out your tits now. Uh, We'll start doing the fucking here in the woods. Uh, Well, just just because I'm not watching the scene, I'm just hearing the audio of Mm -hmm. it. Even the audio, not even when they're speaking, just... It just keeps happening. I'm like, what is? Are you playing porn? Are you guys? Are you guys punking me? Was I supposed to watch a porn movie called Yeastmaster? Yeastmaster. 
I need you to tame this overgrowth in my pussy. I can't believe it's a live action version of heavy metal. It's like I can speak to clams. <laughs> but they couldn't get a live version of John Candy, so. <laughs> I, I got a little bit more of this clip. Let's see what else okay. we got here. Beast, I am a slave. What would you have me do? Run away. I'll protect you. You don't understand. I must go back. If I don't, my family will be put to death. Then let me go with you. You would do well to forget me and follow the gens. With them, you could die like a man. Not so with the priests of Ar. Goodbye, Dar. Be careful. Oh, shucks. See you later, super hot chick. Hope we run into each other again. Um, guess you'll just go back to being a slave. By the way, what slave has these kind of rights to go swimming all day, you know, uh, and be beautiful? This is ridiculous. Um, Eric, she's clearly a palace slash house slave. <laughs> <laughs> she's a house slave? Yeah, she's a she's a comfort girl. She's an she's a Aunt Bina. Um <laughs> She's... I feel bad. We... Do we need to cut that? I don't know. I, I don't know. Weird. I said an honor, an aunt Bina. I don't know what that means. That's a new word I made up just now. Um, yeah, but it, you know, listen. We all know how white slavery was, and it's really tough to deal with. And uh, this is just an- another place to uh, a watering hole to have um, you know clean yourself. Nah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know all the slaves that are completely scot free of their masters, and they're like, I gotta go back. Uh, um, you, <laughs> you, you also know that there's one person as these guys are just like, I don't want to jerk off while I'm checking this girl out in the pond. There's one guy that's like, Hey, that's our drinking water. <laughs> Tommy, and so anyway, <laughs> so uh, uh, he uh, after he meets Kiri, he uh, he goes uh, to this shrine thing, I guess, or something. Uh, anyway, it, and what is the honestly probably the coolest part of this movie is this scene here. Uh, he walks into like this weird shrine and like there's all these fucking what you think are statues but they're actually these weird vampire bat people and uh, he goes to go rescue this guy who's he cuts him out and this thing opens up its giant wings and just grabs him and turns him into fucking tapioca cum right before <laughs> like all you see the drop out of the rings is just fucking loads of whiteness as it just devours him whole and eats him instantly pretty fucking mm-hmm. creepy and cool actually my like vagina this. does the same thing. Ah, ashley got another cock and then <laughs> <laughs> so i do like this now here's the weird part of it and i don't know if you guys drew this the um the bird is the guy who saves him because they have this giant uh eagle symbol which is a hundred percent just the the Nazi war eagle. Yes. <laughs> like, like, they were like and they were like he called the bird comes in, he's like, Hey, I just want you to know I'm racist too. And then they were like, Never mind. Hey, 
this guy's cool, and they let him slide. They let the pretty, Beastmaster out. Pretty sure <laughs> it is the same symbol in uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yeah, so, dude, yeah. it's a hundred percent like a Nazi war. Like you go into prison if you're white, and you have to get that to avoid rape, right? Like that's what you have to. That's a symbol that if you, if Jeremy or I went to prison and we didn't want to be sexually assaulted, I'd have to get that tattooed on me for sure. I like that Eric acts like he doesn't already have that tattoo on him. <laughs> no, I don't. And first of I'm all, kidding. I'm so progressive, I would get raped, okay? Because I believe that my hole could get fucking aired out by any person in jail. Uh, I know if I went to jail, I've already accepted my fate as a human fleshlight. So, um... Wow. New- Let me write that down <laughs> as offensive things men have essentially called me. Human <laughs> Flesh. I accepted right. my fate. That that's what, what, I you're, what you're saying is women are human fleshlights. No, 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 no. I'm saying if I went to prison with a yeah. bunch of, uh, which is a bad place. We all can agree prison is a bad place. It needs a reform where we actually reform people and not make them monsters against each other. But in a dog-eat-dog world, I'm going to have to suck a dick or two to get through. I get it. I know I will. Um, Because yeah. I, I, I'm too stubborn. And I realize that just one load in the mouth will let me be who I got to be. Uh, so this that's... took such a a weird turn. All I originally wanted to say was you could call me Vag Helsing, but nope. Eric took it to a gayer place. I and... did. I did take it to a darker place. I'm just kidding. I could fight off one or two, but I you listen. If I'm if stop, the... we have to stop talking about you taking loads. I'm getting wet. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I just know me. I could take one or two, but I'm not going to beat a whole gang of people, and I'm not going to be racist. So I'm going to suck some dick. Wait, That's what's going to happen. Beat or beat off. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I fight, fend myself. In prison with my with my psoriasis flakes. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy has a hurt. natural defense. Yeah. I don't want to hurt you, Jeremy. I'm like, a, I'm like a turtle. Some some creatures in the wild have natural camouflage. This one says he's poisonous, but he's not. I think I think I'm go- I think I'm going to rape him. But I think I'm going to get psoriasis from him. Oh no! I, he's like this one shows like he has leprosy, even though it's a natural defense called psoriasis. He has he has a sixty grit skin. Some people, some people like like it rough, but he has really rough skin. It, it's so unpleasurable that when people penetrate him, it actually takes layers of skin off them. <laughs> they call him the exfoliator. <laughs> but I, I do kind of love the idea, though, that someone would still be in love with Jeremy, and they're like, "Jeremy's my bitch," and just like Jeremy's wife, they just when they give Jeremy. A- haircut <laughs> they, they just carve a little heart and you're oh, like yeah, yeah you see that that's how you know that's mine i love i loved your little heart jeremy i couldn't stop showing it to people i saw it after the second day and yeah jerry walked around it with it. jeremy's wife uh, uh shaved his head but left a little heart in the back and he didn't notice it for two days and it's very lovely i i love it so much i i felt i um I was really shamed, and uh, <laughs> I um, 
I, I don't even feel like a man anymore. Why? So. Just because you had a heart? I think it's cool, man. I don't think it's gay at all. I like it. You didn't like that? It's a good I, bit. I, it's a good bit. I'm ready to die. Don't, don't be. Care. Don't be ready to I die. I don't care. And my wife makes more money. <laughs> and I have no self-esteem. Um, hey, you know what, Jer? We'll, we'll fix it. We'll, we'll carve it. <laughs> Ashley, look, yourself. I, 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 I <laughs> my only self-esteem is actually winning uh, an actual game of solo on Call of Duty uh, Black Ops oh. 4, so. I Jeremy, we could carve a swastika into your next haircut. <laughs> there we go. But we'll turn it, we'll turn it the other way, so it means peace. So I'm anyway. just gonna, I'm just gonna carve the, the name Billy Jack on my hair. Billy Jack. So. <laughs> the trial of Billy Jack. Yeah. So, uh, he um they escape these uh these Nazi vampires and make good friends with them. Uh finally they make <laughs> he makes it to his father's old city that uh his his father King Zed once ruled that he doesn't know is his father. Mayax is up there, ready up to his old sacrifice and tricks. Receive this child as a gift from your devoted servant. <laughs> Mar <laughs> is not yet satisfied. Hold back from Mar what is his, and you will all perish by his hand. Will you dare the fate? A lot of people uh, compare this movie from uh, the movie Apocalypto, and they usually say the same thing. Apocalypto is really amazing. This movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is on top of like a giant Aztec-like pyramid, uh, <laughs> just throwing kids into a big old fire, um, <laughs> which is fun. But he goes to go pick out a different Children kid. of the sun! He's like, this kid, they, they didn't like the one kid. We need another kid to sacrifice. He wants your children! So uh, I, I'm he, I'm very thankful that um, Riptor didn't look like he was Jewish. Yeah. So and an edit. All right. Um, no, we're leaving it in. Um, so listen, Riptorn uh, goes to go get another kid, but Dar, who's in the crowd, calls his bird friend and then gets the bird to pull him out from the fire and fly off with the kid in the most ridiculous scene where a, an eagle could just carry a 50 pound child for like miles about i got one i i like to think that if they if they do it for for now it'll it would be a drone but so. the 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 forever politician that he is he flips it on him by saying this she has spoken he wants your children so he says it was it was his god that he worships this does that. But the god Terry Gar has spoken. So, so uh later that night Dar returns his kid uh to his father whose name is Sako. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> He's like uh he's like oh hey Mr. Gosh, he's so nice that you brought back my kid and uh he uh he uh he meets Dar and uh says what um uh, no woman has ever said to me ever. Come inside. Um and the <laughs> I don't know why I just I I did rip this one piece of audio that just says come inside. 
come inside. <laughs> can we can we talk about Sako's other greatest role? What's Sako's other greatest role? Sako is the father who gets killed in uh, Halloween Three. Who is the lead salesman? <gasps> oh, silver, fuck yeah. silver, silver, silver. Oh, oh my god, Jeremy! What a great fucking pull right yes. there! Hell yeah! I never would have found that. Ralph Strait, Ralph yes. Strait, who plays Sako, who by the way, his number one role, Halloween Three. We're, we're, we're gonna eat. We're gonna. We're gonna meet the man. Yeah, from from. I'm a CP. So uh. They um, oh, he does uh, he does talk to Sako a bit more. The John Horde slaughtered most of the young men in Auric. Said our king is imprisoned in a pyramid. His son disappeared. The Johns put their demon high priest Mayax in power, along with the fiendish witch women. Now he breeds us, the slave girls. They've been taken back to the temple. To prepare them for their deaths. I so, must find her. So, Dar must find her. I must find this girl that I met for one time that I sexually assaulted so she doesn't get murdered. She'll finally love me then when I actually rescue her from something. Can I show you this? <laughs> Can I show you this? Yeah, yeah. There he is. Oh, damn it! My boy was eaten by maggots with the crazy Halloween mask. Oh, I hate when my mask eats, turns into bugs, and then Sam Hain is happy. Um, <laughs> I call it Sam Hain and not Sawin, because that's crazy. So, Mayax, uh, after this, goes and sends some assassins to kill Dar, because Dar didn't bow during the ceremony, so he was picked out. And uh, also, uh, uh, he sends some some people to go kill him, and uh, he he can see he can see him. That's him. See the brand. That's him. Said son, kill him. Good now. Kill him. Kill him now. But the Beastmaster is able to best them with the help of Seth. Uh, who we got to meet in the opening scene, uh, played by John Amos. Uh, he's also... <laughs> Sorry. That's so, so funny. I didn't... Did you see it, Ashley? <laughs> Eric, I think Jeremy did you dirty. What did Jeremy do to me? What did Jeremy, what did you do? I saw a picture. What did you see? Was it a picture of me? <laughs> Hold on, let me see. All right, I'm stopping the podcast to see what Jeremy has sent out to us here. Oh, man. God, that looks real bad. That's a real bad angle of me. You know, at least I have good skin. I mean, I have Jeremy. the work. Uh, Eric has good skin. My skin is of, of oh, a leper. God. So Jeremy took a picture of my neck, oh, and I'm kind of sweaty. It looks like... It looks like somebody. Uh, it looks like you ever seen like those um, that that TikTok video where they're imprinting bowls with things like the little thing, like this gel thing comes down to imprint on it. That that's what my whole back of my neck looks like. It's not. It, it, it's not. The, it's not the fat of your neck because mine. Just, it's it's just, it's just the zit. It's the big zit. It's the big zits on the back, and I just look like garbage. Jeremy's really highlighted. I mentioned him before the podcast. 
He did say it the first thing. He's like, oh, I'm glad you shaved your head where you could see all your zits right there. It looks good. It looks good right it's, there. It's, I think it's revenge for us making fun of his little heart. <laughs> Jeremy found the most unattractive angle he could possibly show me. I will. Jeremy, listen. I'm saving that. Back of Eric's head looks so much better than mine with, right. a, with a bad heart. Jeremy, so. I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to save it. It's going on the Instagram story in a bit. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to own it. I'm going to own how fucking terrible I look. Oh, so, no, um, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. <laughs> my, my brother's famous now. <laughs> this is my brother's fat ass neck. Um, oh, my, no, Eric, so, your neck totally true, doesn't eat at Hardy's three mm, meals a day. True, true story. Uh, my uh, One of my dear high school friends, um, <sighs> Jerron Nelson, shout outs, uh, for... All of my high school and uh, into college years uh, spread that my nickname was "quote unquote" fat neck. So they <laughs> just right. referred fat to me as designs. yeah, yeah. I, and so, so much mm. that I owned it. And I, and when I thought I was going to do graphic design, I was I, I changed my company name to Fat Neck Designs. So I, I know I have a very fat I, neck, and I have to just live with. I, that. I also want to uh, own um, Baby Nick as as a Fat Neck Design film. So. Yes, f- produced by Fat Neck Productions. Yes. Um, but I remember sending him like, "Hey, I learned graphic design. This is my new." thing and he goes yo you named your company fat neck <laughs> yeah, like he almost pissed his pants laughing Aww, shout out to Ron Nelson my childhood friend <laughs> so um, I have psoriasis so uh, they uh, uh, they go out to um, uh, they meet <laughs> they meet uh, uh, Seth, uh, played by John Abos, as well as uh, his boy companion Tal, <laughs> who he's definitely not fucking this kid. Um, and uh, oh. Tal, you'll find out, is basically uh, Dar's brother. It's, he's the second son of uh, King Zed. Um, so uh, Tal and Seth are out there just fending for their own. They go to go. They're on their way to go rescue Kiri, though, because she's a hot piece of ass, and you just can't let that go. So uh, they decide she shouldn't be. Re- he's going to help, I think, right? So uh, they they steal they rescue her before she's about to get on a boat and get. I like that the ritual sacrifice is like as long as we just drown them out by the pier. This is ritual enough. And all of the subjects always look like Brad Maynard Keynes, the uh, the lead singer of Tool, and uh, he just uh, picks him up and he, the Beastmaster easily bests him. I I also like that if you're watching this little dock scene where they're fighting um john amos is like wearing something and i don't know if it's like the footwear he's wearing or the ground that he's walking on how shittily it's constructed but he's very scared to just be standing there like you could just see he's Mm -hmm. very scared he's gonna fall at any second in like (laughs) this thing and he won't move his feet he's like i got him planted here and i don't need to move my i move the stick not my feet um which i thought was very fun so um how about how about that move with uh, with Amos and his boy doing the twirl of the stick when they're when they're uh, uh, confronted for the first time with the uh, with the tiger? Oh yeah yeah yeah. And there's a little bit of a oh, no, wow. That's, that's so homoerotic. Did you see? Did you see how he moved that stick like that? Get the tiger away. 
Hey, if it's one thing, if it's one thing I know about tigers, they're terrified of stick movements. <laughs> if a tiger comes at you, first thing you gotta do, you gotta make you gotta make little figure eights with a stick. <laughs> Keep them away from. Them. It's one thing the king of the jungle is terrified of. <laughs> it's it, it's it's ribbon dancing. <clears throat> Eric, do we need to make a meme where we Photoshop um, the Tiger King <laughs> onto the director <laughs> of this movie and be like, I'm never going to financially recover from this. And it's just this spray painted tiger. <laughs> I asked for help and not a fuck you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after they rescue sweet Kiri, who uh, immediately makes out with Dar uh, uh, consensually on the boat, uh, uh, they send Seth out to go raise an army. He's just like, no problem. I'll go raise an army up. We're going to need one later, I bet, in Act 3. And uh, he uh, he gets past. Uh, they decide that the three of them, Tal, Kiri, and uh, Dar, are going to go into the temple to go rescue King Zed. Now, uh, I like the first challenge when they get into the temple, which is I like what I like to call the Hall of Rob Halfords because he. So like, there's just. A thing of like uh, people that are too hot for leather that reach out. They're like, "We're gonna kill you," and he's like, "No, I'm going to. I'm the beast master. I will use uh, this uh, this rope that's between here to fucking shimmy my way past just out of the grass." I I call it. People. I call it the uh, gimp hallway. Yeah, the gimpy hallway. <laughs> it's just lots of leather and studs. Uh, get get the gimp. These things oh, are called. He's sleeping. Um, these are the death guard. These are the 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 people that they torture into making these horrible monsters. And, and Tal tells us a little bit about them. Yes. Um. So when I saw that, I was like, I don't actually think Tommy has a three D printer. I think he just keeps slaves in his closet to make his wares. <laughs> also, also, I would say that had they have to go through that hallway. They would have scra- scraped their legs so very bad with what? with those with those um, gloves on their on oh, their yeah, hands. Yeah. Way too many, yeah, way too many spikes. Way they would have spikes. they would have gotten scrapes around all their legs. Also, do you boys know that I'm in the army? I'm I'm in Ollie's army. <laughs> you get ten percent off. No way! Oh my god! What a bargain! Wow. Um, so, uh, all right, look. So, hellbent, hellbent for leather. So, Tal, uh, Tal gets up there with, uh, with, with Dar and Kiri, and they look down and they see how one of these death guards are made. And Tal explains to him how they are made. But while this is happening, he decides to use his ferrets, who are his little thieves, to go steal keys so they can get into another portion of the temple here. Uh, but here's this little piece of audio. Here, uh, that's how a death guard is made. Extreme torture transforms the man into a wild beast. The young priest will encase his body in deadly armor. Now he will drain his blood and damage his brain with a mysterious green liquid. leeches. It'll kill anything it meets. So uh, they do that, and uh, I made this one little audio drop right here. Um, 
uh, because I think this little clip explains how uh, you make a death guard really easily. Um, because it's kind of it's kind of nutty, you know. He puts a little leech in his ear. He does all this stuff, and then he ended with this little clip here. Mentos, the death guard maker. There you go. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It is indigenous of our planet, Talos Five. <laughs> Nothing better in life. Death cards going in life. We gotta torture this fucking guy. Yeah, he looks real cute. Staying fresh, staying cool. We'll scar his face and put on a mask. Death goes better. Mentos, death cards. <laughs> it's also, uh, it's, uh, I think it's also made of Silo. So. Silo. Uh, I liked it. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Kiri, Tal, and Dar then find King Zed, who's been blinded uh, by the light and uh, <laughs> lit up like a douche. Another runner in the night. But Mayax and the Witch Woman have other plans for them. They're able to lock the tiger out, but the Witch Woman and uh, the King get in there. Can Mayax get in there? And uh, this bitch just starts walking on the wall. He, the Beastmaster tries to attack her, and she fucking basically does gold dust entrance to her like he she just releases gold like specks like this like like that you tried to touch my tits unfortunately you didn't know they were glitter bombs and now he's blinded and she's crawling up on the ceiling really shittily back i need to talk how not flexible this lady is um are we sure it's gold flex and if it came from her titties maybe it's just evaporated milk (laughs) yes so uh as he's blinded he doesn't know where this bitch is at he uses his beastmaster powers to use uh the tiger's eyes who's looking through the doorway and using the tiger's eyes he takes his scimitar and stabs it into the ceiling killing the witch uh and then uh mayax goes oh god if you can i thought he wouldn't be able to dodge that wrench and now i'm (laughs) fucked and uh so he uh he uh, 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 is able to escape just as the tiger finally breaks through the doors and uh, they then go to escape the temple, but Dar has to go back. Dar, this is our only way out of the city. Go then, I'll cover your escape. Please, you must come with us. I can't leave without my little ones. He can't leave without his ferret friends, uh, Kodo this, and Podo. And so, this movie, I'm so sorry, this movie is not accurate, and I've been like waiting to say this. Um, dudes that look like him don't have ferrets. He doesn't have a ponytail and no back knee. Like, this just... <laughs> I, this... I need to go back to the fish concert. <laughs> you know i really love the grateful dead and i heard they're playing here later tonight you're gonna have to go on without me kiri um when you make love with him it smells like patchouli <laughs> I'm, I'm taking care of my my poo garden to make sure more fertilizer into my garden so th- the whole time this has been going on the ferrets are just being chased by one of the death guard who's just breaking pipes constantly He's like oh i hope the ferrets in this part of the pipe and they're like we're just kidding we're over here now and they're just moving along it, it's real wacky finally just as dar's about to go back uh 
he, they just crawl under the door. It's like, oh, it's good to see you. And there was a lot of people out there. Uh-oh, Death Guard just fucking Kool-Aids his man through the goddamn wall. Um, and they decide to go run up through an air shaft. Um, they go up there, and uh, they, uh, the Manowar Death Guard um, basically gets ripped off from the top of the air shaft to his death. I, I, I do want to reveal this because it's obviously on the internet that I just made up that if you watch this movie in complete synchronicity, you watch, you actually listen to a Man of War album. It is. It is a whole so, Man of War album. I just made that up. So, uh, the uh, they they still have to escape though because uh, they fall down. Although when when the other two fall down, they fall perfectly into Sako's hay bale, which is outside. So uh, uh, Sako, uh, Dar, and Kira, Kiri are fine. Mako meet Sako, meet Sako, yes, meet meet Mako, meet Mako, uh, Sinoko. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Or sheets. As they have to escape, though, the ferrets need to undo the door because it's counterbalanced or whatever. And uh, a guard is about to cut one of them in half, and the other one bites the the guard's dick. Uh, in a, this is a PG movie. This this ferret bites this guard's dick, and they're able to lift the door just in time. The ferrets jump off into it, and they're able to also close the door back on them somehow. I don't know how that works, but it crushes the rest of the death guard, and they're able to escape with King Zed in. Not, not to mention the Kiri finds the special, special place with the special candle to change your outfit. Tiny little midriff part. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, I found these barbarian clothes that make me look. These are actually my, my people's clothes. What are you? She's like, I come from a long line of whores. Um, <laughs> oh, my so, uh, yes, now she's even hotter somehow. Uh, so they I'm have totally to, a warrior now. Now they have to come up with a uh, a plan of attack um, to try to do this. But King Zed uh, doesn't really care for this new uh, Beastmaster who showed up here. If you succeed at killing Mayax and the priest, you will only bring down the wrath of the Jun Horde. I've seen what they can do. <laughs> you need an army. Who is this man? He is a friend. He is the Beastmaster. He has already saved your life. He is a freak. A freak who <laughs> speaks to animals. But father... I need no coward by my side! <laughs> Go crawl down a hole with your animals. <laughs> I like so this guy who needs he could use every person he could possibly get this guy who has amazing ability he's like hey you know I could just like any tiger I meet they can they'll just do what I say you're like we don't need you you freak <laughs> Mr. Do Little of Nothing <laughs> I've been thinking about this the whole show and I was just googling we've got the bear We've got the hawk. Are is this a Pride Month movie? Because like otters, bears, twinks, like yeah. are the ferrets a, a gay icon? This is it. This is uh, our gay movie of the, the month. The most important part is that he can control every animal except for horses. Except for horses, we'll get to that in our final scene here, um, <laughs> which I did notate as a problem. Which, but that makes sense though, because the only one that can control horses is Robert Redford. 
Oh, I love uh, that movie. Or, Horse or, Whisperer. Or the very, very weird women. Um, so Jer- Jer- <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so uh, they decide to put a, a plan for her, but uh, Mayax has been watching him because the boy has this little ring that just opens up to an eye that can see everything constantly. It's like his little spy thing. He's like, but it looks cool, and I don't want to mess up my drip. And so he it's just the eye of Siron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just seeing everything, and Seth is just like, holy shit, what the fuck? It just takes a burning thing, stabs it into the eye, and one of the witches and the other side like, ah! And he throws it in the fire. <laughs> it explodes. Makes no sense at all. Um, but I it's love the it. Tommy Simbazo of witches. Yes. Now you've Simbazoed that one. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, but even though that uh, uh, he knows their plan of attack, uh, King Zed decides. You know what? I gotta go forth with this. Fuck that motherfucker. I'm still coming exactly the same way. And Seth is like, well, I guess we're all fucked here. Um, so. <laughs> Sako comes to tell the Beastmaster right after this. They're like, yeah, the shit fucking immediately failed. They don't even show how it failed. They're like, Beastmaster, we were, everybody's captured and everything's fucked. So yeah. everybody's, can you like, can we, save us, please? Can we talk about the more, more, most important scene in the entire movie? Sure. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> when the Beastmaster cries... <laughs> When he's shunned by the king, Beastmaster cries because he can act in this scene. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I was shunned. (laughs) Even he didn't have eyes to see me with. This this blind man thought I wasn't cool because I talked to animals. (laughs) You freak. Mr. Doolittle. I wish you're not my real dad, but you are. Um, so, um... Boys, my pussy hurts so bad. <laughs> so... <laughs> Sako tells him that it's, uh... It, 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 he's gonna go sacrifice everybody, which brings us to an exciting climax of the Beastmaster. Uh, he immediately yes. just shows up, fights his way to the fucking top solo, freezes friends, like, they're like, oh, are you in this car? Guess what, Seth? You're fine. By the way, the sacrifice thing that they put you in, also, for some reason, you have your full battle gear fucking man of war stuff underneath it. Let's just take that off so you got your fit on. Um, show your ass cheeks as you fucking climb up this place and fight with a stick. Everybody else has got metal weapons, not you, boss. You're gonna do your thing. Uh, they fight up to the temple altar where Mayax holds King Zed and we hear this here. The unborn son has returned to fulfill the prophecy. My son. I defy this false prophecy. Zed, join your lost son. He just stabs the shit out of his dad after learning that he is his dad, and then uh, that shit pops off. Uh, he then stabs the witch right after that, uh, uh, Dar does, uh, who then just becomes a dove for some reason. I don't understand that. I don't understand why she's a bird. She's just full Nelly Furtado's her way out of this bitch. And, uh, like a bear. I was really ugly. And it doesn't even have an ugly face. It could just be a beautiful bird or a beat-ass bitch. That's the only two <laughs> things it can be. And 
<laughs> so she <laughs> she uh uh as as uh uh the the sweet mayax has been stabbed uh the day has been uh hopefully saved he starts to walk back down and then all of a sudden um it, mayax makes one more little fucking thing and tries to do that and he uh i believe throws him into the fire right after that and just burns him up which is what you know oh no no the ferret has to come and save him right he's about to attack and one of the ferrets comes and bites his neck mayax's neck and then the ferret dies with him and it's and we're really supposed to be sad that one of the ferrets is now fucking dead um uh i don't know if it was kodo if it was podo but uh there he's one ferret down who sacrificed himself here i say good ferrets are disgusting yeah they are they're fucking gross they're gross pets ferrets are always in my kitchen so now they they ask uh beastmaster do we stay or do we run to fight the jun horde you will fight so they decide to fight uh you can count on my steel in the most ridiculous fight scene ever this jun horde shows up we're surrounded by tar which the juns have been here before like they're not unfamiliar with this area at all uh they decide to cover the tar with dirt so that the horses just walk into it and it takes care of some of them Um, not all of them um they easily just get past the tar after they get into it but they light them on fire and tar jump kicks one into the tar pit and just explodes the whole fucking circle (laughs) of fire around them uh still also doesn't kill the main one though the main one I don't even know how to describe this weapon. It's like a mace with deer horns that it's the most impractical weapon anyone could ever wield. And (laughs) he fights him with it, easily disarms him with him, stabs him with his own weapon, and then also is able to just kick him into a ring of fire. Um, The fiercest weapon of... The, the the band Man of War. Yes, the fiercest Man of War. Um, and, but just as they're surrounded by the rest of the remaining horde, they're outnumbered. You know who comes to save them? The racist vampires. They come out, <laughs> out of nowhere and fucking start scooping up all the fucking guards and melting them down into nothing but a big old pile of Tommy cum. And the... Uh, they, I was, I would say that they are eyes without a face. Yeah, they have no mouths. They just have eyes. And I the do... The perfect like, woman. I like that they imply that they can... <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's implied that these things can fly, but you never see them actually flap their wings. They just kind of float off like, see you later. (laughs) Giant turkeys. Thank thank you, Birdman. (laughs) Hey, hey. And and as he leaves, he was just like, hey, just make sure you don't get any other black people other than Seth here. We'll see you later. And then (laughs) they they roll out. Uh, Roll out. The day is won. Dar is now, could be king, uh, but he decides not to. It was you who was first born. And it is you who should be king. You train Tal well. And he will make a fine king. Besides, he already has the strongest right hand that any leader of men could want. He then goes to go make out with uh, Kiri on top of a mountain who's still hot. 
off for more adventures and a sequel in Beastmaster 2 that I've also never watched. Which brings us to an end of the Beastmaster. Jeremy, your final thoughts on the Beastmaster. Man, I'll remember nine years old and still thinking, this is a really bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, had, it was funny and um, probably the worst... Um, young ass that I've never seen on TV for a, for a movie that uh, probably somebody, somebody like Kevin Spacey would watch. So, <laughs> uh, You also do see in the very closing moments the, the other ferret had babies. So now there's baby ferrets that are born here. Um, oh god, so you mean the daddy ferret died? Yeah, the daddy gave his life so the mommy ferret could live. Yeah. Uh, but they were brother and sister. It's an incestual relationship. <laughs> Those, uh, where else are there ferrets in the desert? Of course they're fucking. So anyway, uh, Ashley, your final thoughts on the Beastmaster. Um, it was fun. I will say, though, at the very end of the movie, when he says he has a strong right hand, I'm like, that's a weird way to tell us he's jerking it all the time. <laughs> uh, and I personally, you know what? Love the Beastmaster. It's a fun movie. Go watch it. It's free. It's a real dumb piece of garbage. Please check <laughs> it out. One and a half stars. Um, Ashley, where can people find you at? Uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. You can also find my horror page at Slash and Gash DMV. I will be at Bark Social on Wednesday the 14th for their Pride show. And then I will be with Mike Quinlan all weekend starting the 16th and 17th. Hell yeah. MQ, turn up. You can find all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. And on June 24th, I will return to the Rough Edges Brewing to bring the great Mike Stork and others there, as well as a show on the 23rd up in York, PA with Ashley Pontius. All those details on ericcomedy.com. Jeremy, take us out of here. Another dar in the wall. Woo!